Welcome back to the Minor League Podcast. I'm your host, Savannah Robinson, joined here again with my co-host, Blue Robinson. Hello, Savannah. How are you doing this fine Sunday afternoon? Not my best, but we're doing good. You're like, things could be a lot better, <laughs> they right? They could. We could have a better situation on our hands. Tell me a little bit about why. Um, Definitely did not break my arm again. <laughs> yeah. You were um, we a- roller skating? Yeah. There maybe T minus two, three minutes. Two minutes stops. into it. Yep. And got tripped, fell back, caught myself with my left arm, and now we have a fractured elbow like we, I had two years ago. So Yeah. Your your aunt Elena, who is a paramedic and nurse, yeah. Um, has said for you to fall differently. Yes, I need to start tucking and rolling because I tend to straighten my arms when I fall. <laughs> Well, it's the natural body's reaction to try and, like, break your fall, but it yeah. doesn't quite work out when you keep getting elbows broken. Nope. Your first time with the double el- elbow, well, one, what, two, two. elbows, yeah. one fractured, one broken. Broken. was two years ago. How did ago. you do that again? I ran straight into a wall, arms straight in PE in seventh grade. You guys were playing, was it? Was it Capture the flag, and I was trying to get flag. the flag, and I couldn't stop, had no traction in my shoes, and slipped straight into the wall. And this time it was roller skating, so at least this is a cooler story than running into a wall. Well, I, I still remember get when you ran into the wall. I'm like, Savannah, you don't have to go that hard in PE, <laughs> and you were like, yeah. go hard or go home. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad everything's turning out. We yeah. don't know if you'll get a cast yet until ten to fifteen days in a splint, and then <laughs> we'll see if we're nerd. fractured. You're <laughs> such a nerd. Awesome. Anyway, what's uh, what are we talking about today? What's what's on what's on tap for today? We just wanted to talk about our story. We did a lot of cool things from the past two weeks. We didn't have a podcast last week, so we got caught up with some other stuff. But we have had a lot go down in the last two weeks. So we thought we'd just talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we've also got a, a little post that we're going to have you read um, today from a, a, a viewer, a listener, supporter of Team Addict to Athlete. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. But why don't okay. we catch everybody up about? You know, today's theme could be almost, you know, being willing to tell your story, right? Yes. And being willing to share your talents, I'd say. Yeah. So how does how do teenagers, how do you get into the situation to have those opportunities? Most most teenagers are super nervous about publicly yeah. speaking. You know why that is? Well, no, no doubt it's a scary thing, and that's something where you're making your you're putting yourself in a vulnerable situation where you can sh- openly share or choose to be closed off, but. Um, either way, it's kind of a scary thing. So naturally, our defense is to be scared and nervous of those situations by putting yourself out there. Yeah. You know, and, and one thing I noticed while we had the opportunity to teach your seminary class, um, yeah. those that kind of volunteered always did it with a little bit of like fear and anxiety yeah. in their eyes. Like, oh, do They I were do? nervous. Mm-hmm. So we, um, for those of you who don't know, seminary is a Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saint organization that we kind of do at school where... It's just more like uh, spiritual centered and it's just like short. Well, for my school, it's 30 minute class periods and we go in and you have seminary teachers and they teach you whatever, um, mostly based off of the gospel and that sort of stuff. So me and my dad got asked to go in and teach some topics um, relating to act athlete and just yourself and gospel centered as well. And so we got this amazing opportunity and we went in last week and we taught all seven class periods and by the end of it, we kind of found our flow that we went off with the topic of um, who I am, and we went off of Didn't I am we statements. we teach eight classes total? No, seven, because <clears throat> there's no second period. Oh, that's It was that's close right. to that. Okay, it seemed like a million. Yeah, <laughs> it's a ton. Um, but we went off the topic, who am <clears throat> I, and we had students volunteer to come up and read I am statements, and we practiced um, confidence and st- posture and how to make yourself feel more confident in those situations, and we had some really cool 
it was it was a really cool experience um, overall. I, I had a great time being able to do that, and uh, to, you know, to be able to, to teach with you was was kind of a cool thing. Like, yeah. I never thought we'd be doing things like that. So for me, it was so super true. special, just because I'm like. Most kids your age try to like get away from their parents, yeah. but you're like, man, I can hang out with my dad for a few hours at school. <laughs> yeah, and when we left, we had <clears throat> talked about um, how weird this is of an opportunity that I am, this is my second year at the school, so still pretty much a new student, and here I am putting myself so out there teaching all of these other kids who most of them I don't really know, I'm not close with or have any personal connections with. So that's why we, another reason why we wanted to talk about this, telling your story. Um, I have there's so many experiences I've gotten outside of just teaching that in school where I've been able to show myself and who I am and the there's so many amazing benefits that have come out of it so tell me why do you think so many adults and teenagers um, have a hard time with putting themselves out there um, do you think it's 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 this confidence do you think it's it's anxiety that kind of keeps them from doing that. And what yeah. do you do to overcome those I things? I think it all intertwines, but I feel like how you overcome it is, um, it's a, it's a time period. It's gotta be a buildup of things. It's not mm. like you're just going to tell yourself and you have it. It's definitely a long process, but, um, it's my process started from ever since we started growing up with just you two as parents, you and mom, um, being such like influential people in our lives that that's changed um how I have grown up but Hmm. for someone who hasn't had that all their lives then maybe it's um just taking telling yourself and then building off of that over time I think a lot of people get in their heads I I know when I was Mm -hmm. serving as as the bishop of the ward and in a bishopric um asking people to speak sometimes brought all kinds of anxiety and fear and they would refuse and no I'm not doing that yeah because they were worried about what they would say and I'm thinking it's hard when you know that this person you you want you want to hear has their story so you have something they have yes. something to say yet fear and that anxiety keeps them from from kind of producing it right yeah why do you think so many people are afraid of that is it for being judged saying something dumb what do you think um i feel like just especially at this age kids have always grown up with the aspect that kids should be quiet adults are right and kids are always wrong and so I feel like it's a lot of the scary side of being judged. Like, don't get me wrong, you're, you're, when you're public speaking or you're sharing something personal or your story, um, you're putting yourself in a very vulnerable situation and you're just hoping for the best outcome. You don't know how people are going to react. And so uh, especially at a young age where a lot of people haven't learned that that's okay to put yourself out there like that, mm-hmm. it's the judgment because there's been times where you don't put yourself out there and you're still getting judged. So what makes the difference that putting yourself out there is going to be any different? Um, and I feel like that's where a lot of it comes from. It's interesting. I, I've I've done public speaking a lot of my life. Yeah. You know, my adult life, I should say. And mm-hmm. I've said stupid things. I've gotten tongue twisted. I've stuttered. You know, all stuttered. Of it. I, it was funny. Mom told you the time when I used to study, I used to get super nervous, uh-huh. and I would stand up there and I would I start like rubbing my tie, like kind of just like yeah, you know, just kind of like you know pushing it from the from the top down, just kind of rubbing it. Mm-hmm. And then one time I started like rubbing my head. You know, and yeah. so I'm like, here I am, like, like petting my tie and rubbing my head all at once. Yeah, all at once. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I doing? But it was kind of a funny thing because after a while, practice it made perfect. Yeah, and, and now, I still screw up all the time, and that's perfectly. Which normal. screwed up on this podcast and left it in there for that specific purpose, so that people know that 
You know, These aren't perfect. Yeah, that's not perfect. Yeah. You know, if your heart's in tune and you're there, I think you can you can speak and teach anything. Most definitely. And it takes it takes courage. You know, most people say that's one of their number one fears is to speak in public. And I can think really realistically, Savannah, I can thank my college years for this because they mm-hmm. had us do tons of presentations. Yeah, and so of we got huge very classes. used to being able. I mean, it's it's what happened to us on Thursday to a yeah. certain degree, right? Yes. Why don't we tell everybody about that little weird situation? It was so, cool, but man. <laughs> we got asked right after the seminary. I talked about it a couple of weeks before, but after we had taught the seminary, one of the teachers <clears throat> came up um, and he was like, we loved your guys' story. We love what you put out there. Um, I do a thing every Thursday where we get people on Facebook lives and we let them share a little bit of their story for like 10 minutes. And we're like, oh, easy, cool. Easy, yeah, done. easy. Facebook live. You do that all the time. In our head, longer. we thought it'd be like a show, right? Yeah, like we thought the, people would be on there asking in. questions. Mm-hmm. Like, easy. Um, we didn't get anything through. We got super confused with all the texting. <laughs> it was like T minus 20 minutes. And yeah. we're like, so what are we doing? We had still had no idea what we're doing. And it came time. We finally figured out that they were making us admins to their page. And then it was like, it was, we do it the was live. All of us. Yeah, it was right? just us. And we do the live. We come up with our own topic and we ask ourselves our own questions. And then so here, here's time me, for 10 minutes. Savannah, <laughs> like, here's me. I'm thinking, I've got a great sound system on the computer. Let's get all this stuff plugged in. I'm ready to go. Yeah. And then we couldn't log on. We couldn't get in. Right? Yeah. So then we were a little bit late. So I grabbed the cell phone. I throw it on there. It's like falling over. We don't have a setup for the cell people phone are, anymore. People are calling me on my phone. Like, like, like low Facebook, battery percentage. Low. All and, of it. And you and I sat down and we just started talking. We don't, we didn't even have a topic ready. Like Savannah, we went completely we off what we said we would talk about. And... I don't even know how we it tried to connect it. It turned out really good. I listened yeah. to it with, with the exception of the time when I tried to plug my phone in yeah. and it tipped over. I'm not sure how we pulled it off. I don't I don't either. But it was really good. No, and, I stood up and I was like, what did we say? Uh-huh. <laughs> and because of that, though, we have, we've had a lot of feedback, too. So yeah. the thing is, is I, I've noticed something. When you are being genuine and when you're just kind of letting it fly, it wasn't supposed to be perfect. Because yeah. if it was, I think we would have gotten in our heads too much. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, try to follow a script. Yeah, it happened yeah. just the way it was supposed to. And so I, I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah. But it was a good topic. We talked about families and family support. <laughs> and and communication and relationships. Yeah. Um, and I have to tell you, it was because of, of that post um, and another post about family relationships that we received... Um, a really special one. Yeah. And it was kind of a neat post. And it was because you and I are putting ourselves out there. And, yeah. you know, people are starting to feel like, hey, this is a, a place where we can go to like... Put ourselves out put there. Put ourselves out there. And this, Share this our woman stories. contacted mom and said, my daughter wants to post this in your group, but yeah. doesn't know if it's appropriate. And we read it and we're like, it's absolutely appropriate. Of course. But it absolutely describes a little bit about what I want to talk a, a little bit more about today. So would you mind reading that post? You don't need yeah. to say the name of the person, but just read the post and Yes. I'd like to get your input on this because I think you can have a lot to say about this. All right. So it says, growing up with parents as addicts, you don't really know what stability is. You normally, uh, you think normal is daddy always being gone or grandma having to raise you because mommy and daddy had to go. Uh, big kid time out. You don't get to have normal family dinners. Instead, your normal is yelling, fighting, and having to play mommy for younger siblings because you can't because you can see the fear to re when you, you can see the fear in their eyes as daddy is hurting mommy, and you have to reassure them that you will protect them at any cost. Um, you grow up thinking it is okay for people to walk all over you. 
Um, you're scared to make anyone mad because you don't want them to walk out of your lives like so many other uh, countless people have. So you think so you're you think your hard love is beca because if you don't because if you weren't enough for your own parents, why would you be enough for anyone else? Um, you struggle to open up because you're scared that it'll let your guard down and um, you'll be down again. This little girl didn't know. Uh, what was normal. The little girl didn't get to enjoy her childhood, but instead tried to make her siblings' childhood as normal as possible so they could look back and not have to think all, all of it was bad. Um, this girl promised herself no matter how bad these cards were um, that she dealt with was, she would never quit playing. This little girl made promises to herself that she, if she ever had kids, they would never think um, what they would never think what they went through was normal. Her kids would be happy and healthy at all costs. Nowhere near where I want to be, but this little girl. She broke the cycle and did, and so did her siblings. I'm keeping the promises I made to myself and I keep, and to this little girl. Um, I will stop at nothing to give my kids the life they've always dreamed of. I wish I could go back in time and tell this to the little beautiful girl to this little beautiful life and the children she had to look forward to. Um, I know she would be so proud. Thank you. And then it says her name and stuff. Yeah. So as you're reading that. I got that's, teary -eyed. Yeah, that's coming straight from, from this person's heart about like, you know, this came from a podcast too that we did um, with uh, one of our athletes, Holly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm thinking <clears> – <throat> Unbeknownst to you and unbeknownst yeah. to me, some of those kids we taught, some of those people that we've interacted with, some of the listeners here are going through this very thing mm -hmm. where their childhoods were very different. Um, you know a lot about my history. Yeah. And so, you know, I think it's interesting when th this person brings up the points of, you know, this is why as an adult, I'm still kind of like broken and hurt. Yeah. And I love the vow that she made towards the end by saying, if, if this little girl ever has kids... She'll never treat them that way. Yeah, it's one of the she most makes a amazing things. Herself. When you when you read that as a as a fifteen year old kid, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, what do you what do you think? Well, my our life is nothing compared to that. But honest, I know so many people who go through so many things with that kind of a childhood basis. Um, and don't get me wrong, our lives are far from normal. I don't know if there is a normal family out there, and there shouldn't be. That shouldn't be a name. <clears throat> to put on a family. Um, there's so many things that go on in family relationships and especially when it comes to more of like the harder ones where it's either financially or abuse or anything along those lines or drugs. Um, then yeah, it's something that from the social status or whatever would be a far from normal family, but there is no right to ever compare that to like ours or to someone else's. We all come from different areas and like you and mom, completely different families. And yet you guys make this family work so completely. So then, then tell me a little bit about that too, because um, I, I'm curious to get your, your thoughts on, on more of this specifically. You know, we, were, we were out doing some shopping yesterday and you were with us and um, we like to listen to like those mystery things and whatnot. Yeah. And we were listening to something that talked about how this one woman who ended up being a pretty, well, let's we'll call her a murderer. Yeah, right? straight up. It was talking <laughs> about how she came from a perfect family and didn't have any kind of a bad background. No. And the guy made a comment that that's typically not the case. Typically, you know, these kids or these people that grow they up, spiral from they spiral something. from something that, that you know, yeah, came from traumatic. their childhood. Um, 
And I, and I remember I said to I said out loud, I'm like, well, I come from a situation like that, and I'm mm-hmm. not a murderer, right? Yeah. Um, what do you think it really takes for kids to recognize that even if they're in a really heavy situation, um, it's not always going to be like that? I think it's the mindset or someone's influence because there's so many times, I don't get me wrong, I'm obsessed with like watching like Criminal Minds and all the things with murder backgrounds. And when it comes to like the uh, the person who's doing all of this, it always goes back to their their family, their family life growing up, their childhood, all of that. And when I was talking to you and mom in the car, I was like, well, there's normally two cases that come out of it and it's normally one goes psycho, like psychotic mm-hmm. or one takes this and changes it. And I'm not speaking for you, but like, I, you obviously weren't didn't go like psychotic, yeah. so you had to have a I think switch. You can speak for me yeah. in that manner. Yeah. Absolutely, you had to have switched your mindset or had an influence from someone else, from an outside perspective, not just a family perspective. That like mm. this isn't what you want, and you're gonna switch this. And like exactly what she said in the post, but like, promise yourself that no matter like what family you have, if you have one. It's not going to end up like yours. See, but that's the interesting part is is this woman who, who posted this and myself, we both could have chosen to be complete and utter drug addicts. We could have chosen to suffocate the pain with a substance or with a bad habit or something, yeah. but we didn't. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, all right, then what did we do that was so different from someone that, that, that you know, that did? And it's, it's hard to even wrap your head around that because I don't know the other side of that coin yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah but what i did know is that it hurt my heart so heavy to be treated that way like she said there's no way i would ever treat you guys that way what would give me the right yeah to put what happened to me or didn't happen to me onto you as as you, as my kids yeah onto your shoulders see it's you taking that humility and switching it and being like well, I'm never going to let anyone else experience again, where there's some people who, instead of taking the humility side, take the anger side. And like, yeah. well, this happened to me, so why not make it fair and let everyone else see how I was treated? Yeah, and I think you can justify, uh, obviously, to have addictions and to be kind of that get-off-my-lawn guy. Yeah. But that, that, that covers up so much growth. That covers up so much yeah. experience. And so, you know, it's, it's hard for me to, to wrap my head around what, what happens to someone when they go through that same amount of pain Mm. That can make someone bite and then someone else hug. Does that make sense? Yeah. And and, and I don't know what the answer is to that, man. I wish I really did. All I know is that, you know, for me, um, I I guess I hated the pain so much that I never wanted to create that in someone else's life. Because I feel like even if you were to like, that's, this is where I get confused because it's like when people come from that angry side though, and they're like, well, I felt this much pain and I want to put it on someone else like just like how you said like I would never want to do that to someone else like where's the in between yeah yeah well you know what like my biological dad I don't know him at yeah. all I, I met him a handful of times maybe well you know, once when I was a little kid and then once when I was an adult a couple times yeah not very much and I, I remember hearing stories about how how evil he was like he would abuse physically my siblings i remember yeah. a time when i was told that uh, uh my, my oldest sister was trying to get some peanut butter out of the off, out of the cupboard and because she dropped the knife and woke him up he came out and grabbed a bunch and stuffed it up her nose oh. and so here i am now hearing that this man who is my dad is a horrible person and he's he's horribly abusive yeah and you know my dad did this to my siblings right um mm-hmm. 
I could have. I could have, you know, like, you know, been so upset. That you wanted everyone else to have Yeah, it. and so I, I think a little bit of that kind of comes from what we were talking about in that seminary class, which was I figured out who I am. This person yeah. who posted this is figuring out who she is. Yeah. We are not the abuse that we suffered. We're not the poverty that we, that we had growing up. Mm-hmm. We are very different. Yeah. The fact that that person even reached out and said, hey, can I post this? As if it was going to be something bad. Yeah. Is, is, is the is the definition of humility, being humble. Does yeah. that make sense? No, yeah, it makes complete sense. And I sense. love it when I see people be humble and just feel things. Man, I'm watching this stupid thing on Facebook. The little, the little Facebook has like the yeah. little videos. And it was about a, a plane that was going to crash. And it was um, talking about what, was, what went wrong. Yeah. And the pilots landed the plane. And as they landed, I'm like in tears. And I'm like, yeah. why am I crying over this? This is nothing. I mean, they, yeah. they landed, but I'm, it's just that relief that those people must have felt. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I don't know if that comes with age, but I've gotten so much more like weepy and booby <laughs> than yeah. I ever have before. Um, what do you think about that? When parents, when you start to see parents, uh, parents' weakness or, or, or softer side, um, because there's times like me talking about this to you right now, I want to start crying. Mm-hmm. When you see that, is it like, oh, my dad's a, a big wuss? Or is it something different? I don't think I would ever even come close to labeling it as a weakness. I feel like it makes you, from my perspective always, if you're someone who can open up and even get like emotional over something like that, it shows how much humility you have and it shows what kind of person you are. So when I look at that, I think of it as like influential. Like that's a strong person to me mm. is if they're able to like open up like that to people. I was going to read another poem that kind of went on this, but I, I, there's no way I can. I won't be able to get through it. So we'll do that for another time. You saying that's kind of a cool thing because I watched you very stoically at uh, 1130 at night come walking out of the um, this, the roller skating rink, very like kind of like, I could tell you're in pain. Yeah. And when you got in the car, you just started to cry. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so... When you called me, yeah. And you're like, hey, dad, I just had a little fall and I hurt my elbow and I think I'm okay. And I'm listening yeah. to you, but I'm like, I could tell. I'm like, there's no way she's okay. I trying so hard I could tell that. just by the tone of voice, even though there's loud music and stuff in the back. I'm like, all right, you're trying to be, you're trying to be stoic. Yeah. And, I'm, and I remember what I said to you before I hung up, if you what? If you need me, call me. I'll come get you. Yeah. And you were in Orem. You're what? You know, 20, yeah, like 15, 25 minutes 15, away. Yeah, 15, 20 minutes away. Um, and yeah. I'm like, if you need me, I'll be there. Yeah. It wasn't, but maybe five minutes later, you're like, I think I'm done. I was like, we're wrapping it up for the night. So I came and got you. And I remember when you got in, you just, I'm like, are you okay? And you're like, I don't think so. And you started to cry. Yeah. And it melted my heart <laughs> because I couldn't do anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, and then you're like, yeah, my friends didn't know if they were serious. And so they were like grabbing my arm and punching yeah, me like and they're moving me around, you know, doing what normal kids do. But I remember thinking, I love the fact that you feel comfortable enough in our presence to just let it feel. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it does. Because, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not scared of crying or showing, like, that kind of stuff. Like, if I'm hurt, I'm hurt, and that's okay. But I feel like there's just some times where it's just not a situation where I'm going to feel comfortable to, like, open up. And especially with – I know – all of those kids' backgrounds. And I'm not kind of calling any of them out because I love them to death and they're all the most, like, some of the strongest people I know. But some of them don't do well under, like, 
pressure of someone else being hurt. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like when someone else starts to break down a car, I've seen how they react and they all like it's fear to them. Like they don't know what to do. So I was like, the most I can do is keep calm and keep together. So I don't scare any of the, these, like any of my friends and like ruin their night. Like as much as my night sucks right now, like let's let them have their fun and I will figure it out. No, I I thought it was cool though. And it was funny too, because it was was late. We were about ready to get ready for bed, but you know, mom's like, well, can Brooklyn pick her up? Because Brooklyn had just left work. Yeah. Uh, And you know, part of me is like, no, I think she needs me to be there. Yeah. Because, Brooklyn doesn't do too good with, with, it would with be weeping. More with of a weep, yelling weeping situation. Siblings, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was it was interesting, and, and I'm glad that when we took you in yesterday, that it, they are waiting to see. So hopefully, we, we yeah. get some good no, news. No, I'm glad but we went in. It's one of those things where I think um, if we could, oh, I couldn't express emotion when I was a kid. If I got hurt, there's yeah. no way. Yeah. I have scars on my knees and stuff just from, from getting in accidents and stuff. Yeah. And even when, even one time, a, a really big one on my knee. I remember when I was probably about six. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, stepdad number five, I think it was, yeah. um, was chasing me, and he was the, he was the one that really put yeah, uh, the was, hammer down on us yeah. kids. And I remember um, I, he he couldn't catch up with me, so he pushed me, and then yeah. and I fell down. Yeah, and I remember just tearing my knee up hardcore, and it was bleeding oh. like crazy. And he he grabbed me and pulled me up, and he t- told mm-hmm. me to get my butt in the house. I'm like, oh, all right, I don't I don't remember what I did wrong. If anything, yeah. Um, and I remember going in and like my knee was just gushing blood. Yeah. And I remember thinking, "There's no way I'm even daring walk out of this room because if this is what he's done, I can't like, imagine what's coming next." Yeah. And uh, I remember waking up that next morning um, and stayed. I was, I was in there the whole night. Mm-hmm. And the next day, I woke up and my my uh, pants were like like stuck to my knee. Yeah. Because the blood. The blood is yeah. Yeah. Oh man, Savannah, just horrible stuff. And I'm thinking, who does that? Like, who does that? I know. You know that that man. His name was Paul. He he was very much addicted to drugs. He was dealing drugs out of the yeah. business that he was running. Horrible human being. Yeah. So I mean, like, who does that to kids, right? It's awful. Like, it is that same thing that that woman wrote on that text mess or on that on that message on Facebook for us um, yeah. was also what my oldest sister did. She kind of put herself in that parental role, mm-hmm. and I've noticed that none of you kids have ever put yourself in the parental role. Yeah, there's a difference between like 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 a um, hierarchy of siblingship, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but it's 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 very different that way. Yeah. What do you think? Um. So back to if you guys ever remember that one podcast I did a couple like probably a month ago over the cross the line that I had in health. Um, one of the questions was, have you ever had to take that role as like your take over your parents' role to take care of a sibling or someone mm-hmm. else? And the amount of kids who crossed that was like one of the harder questions for me because I sat there and I was like, the I'm like you put school and sports and all of this on top of a kid and then you have to put taking care of someone else and like taking that on like as their own role and like trying to make their siblings feel comfortable in a situation where that they can have a normal childhood as well like that is so hard for someone to be put on and it just makes you look at all those people differently like they do so much for so many other people whether you see it at school or not like maybe Mm -hmm. they're not doing everything for a student at school but they're definitely doing it for someone else at home yeah absolutely and we we really don't know do you and so i think it's an interesting thing but nonetheless i think it's also made you guys very emotionally aware 
which yeah. I also think has helped you kind of like not feel as though what you have to say or who you are is is a uh, you know is devalued in any way. I think you understand the value that you and the other kids have yeah. within the family system. Definitely. It's an interesting paradox. I agree. It's it's a weird situation, but like we've been talking about putting yourselves out there sharing your guys' stories um no matter what the story is, share it. Let let people put yourself in the position where you can take back the feedback even if it's judgmental. Let it let it like rain in like it's um what's the word? I talk about I having uh, accept the things that you want and reject the rest, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So pulling the things that, 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 that you know, yeah, maybe I better do that or work on that. Mm-hmm. But the stuff that you know is not true, just reject just it. Reject just reject it. Uh, just Don't make, let it. Eh, well, thanks for playing, but yeah, then move on. Exactly. Right? Um, but yeah. That's good. That's, yeah. That's we got it. Gonna, about. That, was a, that was a fast half hour, Savannah. That was. Those are some good things, but... Yep, guys, make sure you're putting yourselves out there. We are starting some new stuff up. I'm starting a minor league Instagram where I will talk about, give updates on the podcast and just life things in general for the teens. So that'll be up hopefully this week is what I'm working on. Awesome. And I will, I'll post it's gonna it. Be, it's going to be all you. Yeah. It's going to be nothing to do with Coach Blue over here. Yep, it'll be my thing. So I will let you guys know when that is up and... And Hopefully we, we can have, get some big on, on this side. We've got the uh, the extracurricular recovery program getting ready to launch. Yes. We are just putting some final touches on that. This is an online recovery program for families who struggle with addiction. If it's you or a loved one in your family system, this is going to be an outlet where people can get help at a fraction yeah. of the cost. Yes, that's it's going to be cool. With the Instagram, we're going to be doing. Um, I'd love to get people on sending in stuff so I can get more guest speakers on here. We have a cool guest speaker for next week that I've already almost gotten fully scheduled and following through, but I will have you guys ask me questions and refer to topics you guys want us to talk about. And it'll be a cool outlet for you guys to also join in and have an easier way of getting your things through. Perfect. So thank you guys for listening. Like always, if you need extra um, help outside of these podcasts, we have one-on-one with coach blue on Wednesdays. We have our meetings um, every Tuesday and yeah yeah <laughs> but like yeah like always uh there are no ordinary moments <laughs> <laughs>